Alex fans. Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast with your hosts, Mike Walters and Eddie Jones. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Jones. And we're going to get you guys caught up on all the action with the Ducks. As you know, they only played a handful of games. Uh, They kind of had a break in the schedule, so we'll go over uh, the action that they had in those three contests. And then we're going to go to a lot of uh, injury news, which is expected, and um, some kind of late-breaking stuff that had come out, actually, as right before we started this uh, podcast. Stuff about Fowler, stuff about Eves. We're going to go into that. And all the other players, that's a majority of your fan questions, of course, are about the injuries and how are the Ducks going to deal with them. So we'll go into all of that. We'll also talk about you know the lineup, how that's going to look, and the uh, upcoming road trip as well. So we'll go back uh, you know, a- after the uh, first podcast of the season. This is the second one now, if you didn't catch the first one. Um, that We talked about the Ducks being a 500 team. And, uh, you know, coming out of, of, you know, the beginning of the season doing okay. And, you know, it looked okay, Eddie. It looked like the Ducks, you know, they had gotten five points out of those first eight games. They looked okay. And you had Colorado coming to town that was playing well. And it didn't go so well for the Ducks, Eddie. The Ducks gave up 39 shots in this contest. Um, Colorado had eight power plays. The Ducks got in all kinds of penalty trouble. They actually were only down one nothing after two periods. And even uh, Montour got a, sh- a shorthanded goal to get the Ducks, uh, you know, within uh, you know a tie game early in the third, Eddie. But uh, Colorado got the last two, and they ended up winning this one three to one. Yeah, it really wasn't that great of a game. I mean, the Ducks took a lot of penalties, and that ended up hurting them because both of Colorado's goals that weren't empty netters were power play goals. So uh, I mean, there's, when you take eight penalties, there's not much you can do. We've seen this with the Ducks multiple times where. You look at the end of the game, and it's lopsided in the penalty department, and and you know that's partial to blame on the Ducks as well for for discipline. And we've seen it so many years that it's hard to not blame the refs a little bit. But uh, I mean, you're shooting yourself in the foot when you get to that point, and the Ducks ended up getting shot outshot thirty nine to eighteen. Gibby got hurt halfway through this game pretty much, and, and Barry came in um, and and did pretty well actually for for the rest of the game, but. Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing. Colorado was on a roll, but, you know, this is a team that w- was awful last year. Uh, they didn't have their starting goaltender, and they had Jonathan Bernier, and who, you know, the Ducks saw a ton of last year when he was on their team and, and really couldn't solve him in this game. He made a couple spectacular saves, and it, it's just a disappointing loss. Uh, I mean, you know, they fought hard, tied the game up, like you said, Montour, a shorthanded goal, but other than that, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of chances in this game for the Ducks. Yeah, and, and, you know, every game that we talk about, we always kind of have to go over the lineup because somebody's missing, and it's so difficult to keep track sometimes. And in this game, there was no Kase, there was no Getzloff. Uh, Eves did come back and play. He had one shot on on goal in this one. He didn't have any points. And like you said, Gibson... I mean, you know, this this the theme of this injury is it, it's just crazy, and, and it's going to get more crazy later in the show as we talk about some of the other players. But Gibson takes a shot in warm-ups in the arm, a, a, kind of a stinger or whatnot. Uh, he says he's good to go. He Then he's only able to go the one period. <clears throat> you know, I, I know we had a video that we had posted up on um, Twitter. Someone had sent us 
there was a replay where you saw that he it looked like he made the save in the first period. And he kind of, you know, they thought maybe lower body because the way he landed, but you could kind of see he winced in pain, Eddie. Just probably going back to the arm because he kind of tucked his arm in too when he made that save on that video. Um, that's you know up on Twitter. You can go check it out on that day of the game that's on there. But just craziness, you know, as far as the Ducks not playing with a full lineup again. You know, the, I mean, they haven't in all these games. Um, you know, another thing that we looked up to is the man games lost. There's actually a Twitter account that uh, keeps track of it. And going through these last three games, the, the Ducks lead the league, as I'm sure you're not really surprised. 40-plus uh, man games lost, and, and it's only going to get worse, unfortunately. Um, but in this game, uh, despite playing poorly, I mean, you thought maybe the Ducks would get a point in the third period. Uh, but, you know, Tyson Berry ended up scoring uh, late in the game on the power play. I mean, you can only give this team so many. You know, they had eight which, of course, <clears throat> you know, how we feel about the refs in some of these games. But either way, you know, the, the Ducks weren't putting forth a good contest, to, you know, like you said. And, and facing Bernier, you thought the Ducks would want to, you know, get some more shots on there. But they, they were only able to get 18 shots against Bernier, Eddie. Yeah, and it just wasn't a good enough effort. And it's hard to look at this team and, and try really and, and, and try and expect more than what you get. And, and the same thing continued into the game against Buffalo. And, and it was arguably a worse lineup than it was the other night. Eves wasn't in in this game. Kasha was still out. Getzloff wasn't there. Um, you know, you had a bottom six of Cordillis, Shaw, Bull, Grant, Rasmussen, and Wagner. Um, and then the top six wasn't that much better as well. I mean, the, the really the the only offense you would expect to get from this team were for, from Perry, from Silverberg, from Raquel, and, and that's pretty much it. And, and that's kind of been the story of all season. Uh, and, and it was the same issue in this game as well. The, the Ducks didn't really play a great game. You know, they were outshot again, didn't get a goal on the power play, and, and you know they end up ultimately losing this one uh, in similar fashion, two one, and then obviously three one on the on the empty netter. And, and you know, two back to back games against teams who really aren't that great. Obviously, Colorado has started out better. The, the Sabres had, I believe they came to this game with no wins, and this was the first Correct. win of their season, and they've been they've been playing awful all season, pretty much in every game except this one. Um, and this is when you would expect them to win, even with the, the, de- sorry, the depleted lineup. And, you know, again, a, just not a great effort from, from everybody all around. Yeah, like you said, I mean, this was almost a mirror image of that game against Colorado. The Ducks only get one goal, another shorthanded goal. Uh, actually, this one by Chris Wagner, who he's picked up his play. Uh, you know, he's been you know doing his thing, running around, hitting people, and, <clears throat> and he's contributing on offense. But like you said, you have that bottom six, and they're the ones getting you know some of these goals, or or we're getting a goal from defense. But you know, the top six, and I know it's not our you know, of course, our regular top six with no Getzloff, no Eves, no Kessler. You know, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but <clears throat> the other guys aren't really producing in here, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that, too, with some of your fan questions, uh, some of the concerns you have. And so this was a disappointing game. You know, you had Buffalo come in. Like you said, they didn't even have a win. Uh, you really thought the Ducks would, uh, you know, rebound in this game. They weren't able to do it. Uh, you know, uh, just disappointing, Eddie. Uh, you know, the, of course, the power play drought continued as well. Um, and, you know, just disappointing. Yeah, I mean, you have this team <clears throat> come in. You think you can take them, and, and you don't. You, you had Gibson back in net too, as well. And you know the Ducks have really leaned on Gibson, you know, so much, Eddie, in these games. And and we'll see it in the next one. You know, the the game against Montreal, the Ducks. This is probably the wildest game that we saw the Ducks play so far this season. This last game, um, you know, they get three goals in the beginning, 
Montreal gets two goals. The Ducks come back with three goals. Uh, you know, uh, Gibson with 28 saves in, in the second period. I mean, it's just crazy. 49 on the night. Uh, you know, and all kinds of shenanigans will go into. But what what a wild win. I mean, I was glad the Ducks, you know, they had all that time off almost, you know, four or five days. And then they come out and win this game. Um, you know, they basically played two great periods, Eddie, and then the middle frame they didn't play as well, which, you know, we've seen that in the past. But overall, you know, it was great to see them win uh, this game, you know, by by a big margin too. Yeah, and again, another struggling team. And, and you know, the, at least this game, they, they picked up the play and a lot of guys – um, you know, picked up the pace and, and stepped in for for guys out of, out of the lineup. I mean, look at look at the goal scorers in this game. You have two from Grant, one from Rasmussen, one from Wagner, another from Vermette, and then one from the blue line in Montour. I, I mean, this is the scoreline you expect when you have this many guys out of the lineup. Those are the guys you you expect to be picking up the play and scoring goals. And, and it, you know, it finally came together. Um, like you said, they had two strong periods. The second period was just a nightmare. And Thank God we have we have John Gibson in that. He's been unbelievable this season so far. And um, they had 30 shots, Montreal did, in that second period. 30. And, and Gibson stopped 28 of them um, and, and really kept the Ducks into the game. I mean, Montreal could have taken over and, and could have been leading after the second period uh, if it wasn't for John Gibson. And, you know, he hasn't had much help this season, and, and he's been arguably the Ducks' best player. I mean... Um, right now he's he's close to leading the league in, in shots against per game uh, by goaltenders. He's only played about uh, six games. He's got 236 shots against, so he's pretty close to the top right now, and that's not really surprising with the, the lineups that we, we put on the ice. But, yeah, it, it was good to get a win uh, against a pretty bad Montreal team, but... And you know, just hoping that obviously we know Getzlaff's going to be back and, and Lind, Lindholm's going to be back. Hopefully, with these guys coming back into the lineup, uh, we can start to see you know some more regular play coming on. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, Gibson, you know, uh, uh, goals against, you know, it's just so-so, uh, 2.55. But you look at the save percentage, you know, 0.932. I mean, that's pretty damn good, like you said, considering the not only the depleted forwards, but not having Botten and Lindholm in there as well. You know, so, I mean, he's really had to step up, and the Ducks have had to lean on him a lot. And, you know, the Ducks are a 500 team. I mean, you can't be that upset um, with Gibson's play, at least. I mean, he's really come in there and done what he's had to do. Uh, you know, you just you always worry if he gets hurt. He had that little minor injury, but he seems okay. So, you know, it worked out in that game. The Ducks, did, you know, did what they had to do. It was weird. All the goals uh, were scored at one side of the rink, you know, <laughs> in this game. It was kind of unusual, but all eight goals were, sco- were scored on one side. Um, you know, we had some shenanigans in this game, too. We saw uh, Bieksa and Shaw, uh, n- not the Duck Shaw, but uh, Andrew Shaw, of course, go at it. And uh, it was kind of interesting, Eddie. Uh, you know, Shaw was doing his little pest moves all around there, and then Bieksa basically just had enough and <laughs> kind of went at him. Uh, you know, and of course, you know, the fans loved it. And I'll tell you, the Montreal fans did not love it. Um, posted that video when I was at the game of the incident of what, you know, what they had shown on the big screen. And uh, almost 24 hours after this game, Eddie, I was still getting tweets from Montreal fans that were talking just mad trash about the Ducks and, and be excellent. It was just it just cracked me up. I mean, they were really really pissed off about this loss, Eddie. Well, I mean, you can understand the frustration. Uh, I mean, this is a team who was supposed to be one of the best in the Eastern Conference, and and they've got one win in eight games, and and you know they haven't really had anything going for them. Nobody's scoring goals for them. Like the you know, Carey Price has been their savior the last few seasons, and he's 
you know, he hasn't got much support, but he's been pretty awful in, in the first few games to start the season, and, and nothing's really gone right for them. They're at the basement of the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, it, it it's understandable that you'd be still getting messages from them, and I think, you know, <laughs> if we're in a similar situation, which I'm surprised we're not with the, with the lineups that we, we have to ice every night with the injuries, but, you know, if we're in a similar situation with the Ducks for 1-6-1 and one, after their first eight games, I'm sure we'd be a little bit disappointed and, and pissed off as well. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, <clears throat> this is one of the teams that I, th- I think you and I would agree is kind of a surprise that they're not doing as well, you know, and then they come in this game and, and you know, the Ducks basically blow them out in the, the first period and then they answer back. And like you said, Gibson kept the Ducks in the lead and then the Ducks turn around and blow them, blow them out in the third with another three goals. So, you know, that's a tough loss on, on their end. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the sad part about this, Eddie, is the Ducks lose Fowler in this game. Um, it, it, the play, if you saw it, it it's kind of weird. It's, it's the Montreal player, you know, was right by him, but it kind of seems like Fowler loses an edge and then his leg goes down awkwardly. Um, the Ducks aren't saying exactly what the injury is. We all know it. We were all worried about the knee thing because we remember last year with Giordano and all that nonsense. Um, so they haven't said exactly what it is. There hasn't been an official timetable, though. Uh, Sportsnet said it was four to six weeks, Eddie. But then again, they also posted a photo of Lindholm. So I don't know what's going on with them. But, I, you know, how much credibility you want to give them. But as far as what the Ducks are saying and people we know close to the Ducks are saying is no one's given an official timetable yet. Uh, could it be four to six weeks? Maybe. Um you know, the latest thing that I heard, one of my friends went to the practice on Saturday before they left for the road trip. They did see Fowler walking around without crutches. Um, he did still have a brace on. Um, so, you know, it's likely something to, to do with the knee, which is not a surprise. That's what we all suspected anyways. So that's kind of the update on Fowler after this game, Eddie. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. You might want to talk to your buddies at Sportsnet over there and maybe we can send them some official photos of Fowler so they get that correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I really hope it isn't four to six weeks. Uh, you know, obviously he is on on the IR now, so it it doesn't look good. You know, with Lindholm coming back, it, it kind of softens the blow, but it seems like we get one guy back and another guy goes down and and that seemed to be the, the trend so far this season. You know, we get Eves. He's back and, and then he's down again and we get we get Lindholm back and now Fowler's down and, and finally Getzlaff's coming back so it, it, we're kind of sitting here saying oh who's next who's going to be down next and it, it's a tough spot to be in it, it's it's you know we were saying before the show tonight that we really haven't been in this position you know the Ducks haven't been in this position in in, in a long time if if really ever where they they've had this many injuries to key players and, and it just keeps going it's not like you know we we started the, the season with injuries we knew the ducks were were going to have a tough start to the season because the guys who were out but then you get getzlaf who gets injured and then you get eves who who is now injured and is going to be out for we don't know how long and now fowler goes down as well and they just continue to pile up luckily you know gibby was hurt for a bit and we didn't know how long that was going to be luckily that was just a one night thing and he was back the next game but imagine if gibson was out too and 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 how that would affect the team so you know hopefully it ends here we can get these guys back in the lineup you know lindholm and and Getzlaff are supposed to be in tomorrow hopefully you know, this is it for the injuries. We can just let guys come back and, and you know start playing some hockey. Yeah, and if you want to play, you know, uh, who's on the IR right now? Game, um, you know, obviously Kessler's still on there. <clears throat> Votnin is on there. He's supposed to come back soon. A week or two, it sounds like. 
Uh, Miller's on there. He's supposed to come back. We're hoping on this road trip. Obviously, Fowler's placed on it, and we don't know how long he's out. And then right before the show, we're about to record, Eddie, and we get just terrible news for Patrick Eves. He has a condition called Guillain-Barre syndrome, which it's a crazy condition. It's also known as GBS, and it basically it's it's the immune system attacking the nervous system. And we don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, The Ducks put him on the IR today, too, to add to the list of, of players on there. Uh, and, and Eddie and I were doing some research because honestly, we were like, what is this? We had never even heard of it. And, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a doctor. I don't know any of this stuff, but we looked it up and, uh, they did catch it early from what the ducks are saying, but the treatment can be extensive, Eddie. I mean, it can be weeks, months, or even longer. Yeah. And, and that's the tough part right now. I mean, you know, it's, it's disappointing from a fan perspective as well, because, you know, we, we all wanted Eves to come back. He came off a great season last year. We had instant chemistry with Ryan Getzlaff, and, and he was supposed to be a big part of the Ducks' offense this year. And, and then obviously personally as well, you know, he's a, he's a great guy, and, and you never want to see this happen to anybody. And, and to really be, I mean, for us, the uncertainty is disappointing, but I can only imagine for him you know he's not young anymore he's in his in, in his 30s now you know to have that uncertainty about your future and and how long it's going to take for you to recover you know it, it's disappointing and you know we all wish him the best and we hope he can be back in weeks and, and hopefully it isn't months or years for him to recover yeah i mean right now obviously for him the biggest thing is his health you know, we want him back to play on the team, of course, and and that's you know kind of being selfish from a fan's perspective. I mean, of course we want him back, but more importantly, you know, like you said, we got to wish for his family and friends and everything in his health and that he has a speedy recovery. Um, and, and it's just crazy. I, I I mean, it just almost leaves me speechless, Eddie. I mean, before the show, you and I were going down the different lists of things, and as you know, we. If you guys don't know, we we prepare our show in advance. Obviously, we talk about um, kind of the lineup and how we're going to do different things. And uh, the news comes out literally like, I don't know, five, ten minutes before we're about to record this. And and you and I are just like, you know, WTF. I mean, I don't don't know what else to say. I I mean, it's just a a sad situation for him on a personal level and then, of course, for the team as well. So we just hope that he gets a speedy recovery. Um, you know, the Ducks are going to have to figure out this lineup, Eddie. Uh, you know, they, they did uh, recall Kosla uh, up. Uh, he may get some game time. We'll have to see now that we know Eves is going to be gone for a while. Fowler's going to be gone for a little while. Um, with Lindholm back. But looking at the forwards, kind of going from that last practice, too, that they had on uh, Saturday, it looks like they might put Getzloff and Perry back uh, with Raquel on one line. Uh, then Cogliano and Silverberg uh, still together with uh, Verment. Then you have a, a third-line possibility of uh, Kase, uh, Wagner, and Richie. And then the fourth line is just a toss-up. You've got Bull, Rasmussen, Shaw, and then you've got Grant, who, you know, Grant's come along. He had those two goals in Montreal. He had that one power play goal taken away earlier in the season. Now he got it. Um, so he may see a lot of Grant there on that fourth line too, Eddie. Um, what, do you, what do you think about the lineup, you know, especially now with uh, at least on the forward side with uh, Eves, you know, being out for who knows how long? Well, with Getzloff coming back, it, it obviously makes – things a lot easier um, to have arguably your best forward back in the lineup and, and your captain. It's going to be a lot easier for the Ducks to get some good matchups. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's tough. Uh, I mean, from what we've heard from practice, Getzlaff and, and Perry were skating with Raquel, so Raquel looks like he may be back on the wing. Um, obviously, nothing's confirmed, but, but that's what the lineups looked in practice. Um, you know, Possibly, we could still see Rick, uh, Silverberg and Cogliano together. Uh, there's a lot of options they, they have, and, and it would be nice to see Kasha continue to, to get some good minutes and, and uh, play a top-six role. And Obviously, you've got guys like Grant who've been playing well on the fourth line. Wagner has been playing well lately, like you mentioned. I, I think Logan Shaw has been has been fairly good this season as well. So, you know, we've got a lot of contribution from down in in, in the bottom six, and, and you know, Cogliano is leading the team in points so far this season. So, I, I think it's time for the big guys to step up, and you know, it all starts with, with Ryan Getzlaff and him coming back into the lineup, and, and hopefully, he can get things going from from Perry and Raquel, who who both only have four points in seven games this season and you know really the Ducks offense as a whole has been pretty stagnant I mean Silverberg has two assists in seven games um like I said Raquel's got four points Perry's got four points uh Getzlaff's been injured for most of the season but he has two points in two games so you know the offense has got to come from somewhere and it's got to start coming from from the guys who are getting paid to score goals yeah, and that was, you know, a fan question kind of from Eddie Richard. You know, he asked about that, you know, who's underperforming and who needs to step up? And he also mentioned that he liked the way that Wagner was playing. And uh, I agree with you. I mean, if you look at this Ducks offense, obviously we've we've talked about, you know, leaning on Gibson. And we'll talk about the defense in a minute. But if you look at just the forward situation, the players that really need to step up are, like you said, it's, it's Perry, Raquel, and Silverberg, in my mind. Those are the three as far as the big name type players that need to get it going. I mean, obviously Perry had those two goals in the first game. It's been quiet since then. Raquel's been a little bit of a disappointment. I have to say that. And the same with Silverberg, unfortunately. They both have done okay, but, you know, the, the Ducks need some more production out of those guys. Um, Getzloff, uh, as you talked about, has been injured. So, you know, it's kind of hit or miss with him. But like you said, he's, you know, if they go with that line with uh, Perry and Raquel and him in the center, uh, you know, as they did in practice, I really look for him to start getting more assists and then those two to get some goals. And I, I think the Ducks are going to have to lean heavily on them if that is, in fact, going to be their top line uh, here going forward, which, you know, from the last couple of practices, looks like it will be. Um, as far as players that have done well, Eddie, I, I think Kase, Wagner, and Grant. Grant's really come along. Those are the guys that uh, I, I like, you know, the way they've been playing. And I think the Ducks are going to need a lot of secondary help, as you talked about. Yeah, and, and you know, the even four points for for Perry and Raquel is is a little bit deceptive as well because three of the each of their points came in game one of the season, and both of them only have one point in the six games preceding that, and and that's not good enough from from two of your best players and and arguably your two best pure goal scorers on the team. Uh, I mean, you know, it's been difficult with a lot of guys out of the lineup for for these guys to get a consistent matching. Uh, and to really get things going because, I, I mean, when you're putting Raquel and Perry on the ice together, most teams are, are going to focus on those guys and try and shut them down. And, you know, the, most teams have done a pretty good job of that lately. But uh, with Getzlaff coming back, it's about time that these guys start get going and, and, and scoring some goals. And, and you know, like, uh, it, it's hard for me not to agree with you. I, I mean, for guys that have been disappointing this season, you have to look at Perry and Raquel and Silverberg and, you know, these are guys that have to step it up if, if the Ducks are going to continue to start doing well and, and winning games. 
But uh, as for guys who are playing well and are stepping up, I, I think Andre Kasha, when he's been in the lineup, has been great in every game. Uh, he has three points in four games, which is a very good start for him. And and he just seems to make things happen. He, you know, even if it doesn't lead to a goal, he, you know, he's always in the right position. Uh, he, he's just an engine on the ice, so he's driving play for any line that he's put on. And I think lately Brandon Montour has been great on, on defense. And, and obviously now with Fowler out of the lineup, he's going to have to continue to play well and drive the offense not only on the power play, which has been awful for the Ducks to, to start the <laughs> season, uh, but five on five as well. He, he's going to have to drive the offense from the blue line for for the foreseeable future until at least one Fowler gets back. Yeah, and I mean, at least the Ducks are going to get Lindholm back. So you're probably going to see Lindholm and Manson together, uh, Montour and Boschman and then Bieksa with whoever, either Magna or Holzer. So that's kind of what you're looking at the defense. you know. And obviously losing Fowler being the quarterback on the power play is a big deal. So they're going to, like you said, lean on Montour, maybe lean on Lindholm a little bit um, for that power play unit, which the Ducks are still last. You know, They did get a goal, finally, thank God, in uh, the Montreal game. But uh, you know they're still towards the bottom. Uh, I do like the way the defense has been playing, though. I mean, you know they've really they've had a, the Ducks have had a lean on Gibson. They've had a lean on these guys too, Eddie. Um, you know, which has been tough as well, especially with you know Vatnin and uh, Lindholm out. And I, I think it's just they're missing that element, like you're talking about. As far as uh, I mean, they had Fowler, but you know when you usually have two quarterbacks to run the uh, power play unit one and two, um, so maybe the Ducks can get back to that uh, going forward here with a healthy Lindholm. Yeah, and of course, Getzlaff coming back, he usually plays the point on the power play, so so he helps along with that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, the main issue for the Ducks this season, which is surprising, has been goal scoring. Uh, I mean, we looked at this lineup coming into the season uh, with Lindholm and Vaughton and being out, and we, we I think we both thought that defense was going to be the big issue for the Ducks, and, and it hasn't been great, and a lot of the play defensively has to be attributed to, to John Gibson and his play to start the season. Uh, but the Ducks are currently ranked 12th in goals against per game, which isn't that bad uh, considering the, the way they've played in some games. But they're ranked 27th in goals per game. Uh, and normally, I would say it's a little bit too early to be talking about trades only seven games into the season, usually because nobody's looking to trade anybody at the start of the season. But right. you have to look over to Montreal right now and the whole situation with Alex Galchenyuk. You know, the, if, if any team is pressured to move anybody right now, it's Montreal, a team, like we said, that is expected to do well. have only won one game in, in their first eight games so far. Uh, and you look at Galchenyuk, who's being placed on, on the fourth line in almost every game except for the game against us. You know, there, there seems to be a situation there, and there's been a lot of rumors that he might be on the move if they're going to look into to bringing in a defenseman uh, to help out this team. And, and, you know, it makes me wonder if the Ducks could be looking at bringing in a guy like that don't think it's going to happen personally but if we were able to bring in a guy like Elchanek I think that would immediately help this team I mean he's something that they're desperately missing that that creativity and that that ability to to make plays out of nothing that we really only see out of Raquel every now and then so I think if we could add a guy like that obviously that would help but you know I don't know if I see it happening or not yeah I agree with you I mean I, I would keep my eye on the Ducks too and see if some kind of move does come about i mean now that we know that eaves is going to be you know out we don't know how long um the ducks could do that i mean you know they are bringing up people from you know the goals obviously Kase is up here right now uh, wagner's doing well we've got rasmussen in there um like you said shaw's been doing decent uh, grant you know obviously he's been getting some goals i mean he could have almost had a hat trick and and he should have had a power play goal earlier in the season so he's been pouring it on too so 
the thing with the Ducks is, is they're going to have to lean on a lot of these guys in the bottom six, really, to try to get this offense going, Eddie, um, unless they do try to make a trade. And, you know, the problem with the team, too, is cap space. I mean, if the, if the Ducks try to shift um, Eves to the long term, uh, IR, which, you know, I, I mean, it's you don't want that to happen, but based upon what's going on, um, and, and I don't know if they might do that with Fowler, too. I mean, there's a possibility that the Ducks could get some cap space to make a move because Eves is $3.15 million. Uh, Cam right now is uh, sitting at four. Um, so, you know, there's some things that they can do. Not that you want to put those guys on long-term IR, but if you have to, they could do that to try to, you know, make some kind of trade and then, you know, come the trade deadline, figure it out then because right now the, da- the Ducks cap space is only $200,000. Um, and we even saw this last week. We didn't really put it out there too much, but the, the Ducks made um, some moves where they had sent some players down that were exempt from waivers. And they've kind of done it uh, here and there throughout the season because, you know, of the cap space issues, Eddie. And they're, they're paper moves. So sometimes people get a little riled up and that you see on the AHL website, oh, they sent somebody down. And it's not really that. It's just they're doing it, um, you know, to stay above the cap. And they're allowed to do that, you know, if the player's waiver exempt or they don't violate the 10-game uh, 30-day rule. Uh, and whatnot so they're doing things like that unfortunately but you know that's another question i think eddie is do you think the ducks place eaves or fowler on the ltr or both of them yeah i'm not sure i I think if they they believe that a deal can be made uh, and you know rarely do you see trades of, of any significant caliber happen at this point in the season it's it, most of the time it's too early for anything like this to happen. I, I think it's a unique situation with Montreal and Galchenyuk right now, and, and you know I don't hundred percent believe that they're going to trade him. But I you know obviously the as a player and, and a player with the skill that he has, he does not want to be playing on the fourth line, and and I'm surprised they continue to to, to put him down there. But you know that it's an interesting situation, and if the Ducks actually think they can make a move, then yeah, for sure, why not? If if Eves you believe is going to be out for months, then then why not put him on the long term injured reserve and free up a little cap space to make a move now? But it, it would be difficult. Um, even putting them on the injury reserve, uh, I mean, Galchenyuk's salary is four point nine million. Um, I I feel like any deal the Ducks make would be most likely centered around Jakob Larson plus. Um, and then you would have to find a way to free up some cap space. I, they're, they're, other than, like you said, putting Fowler or putting Eves on the long-term injured reserve, there isn't many guys you can send back to free up cap space. Uh, I mean, you're not going to send back Bieksa. Um, I doubt Vatnin is part of any deal if Larson is. Uh, you're not going to send Cogliano back. You know, Silverberg, Raquel, they're all staying with the team. And then the next highest salary cap from there is Antoine Vermette at $1.75 million. And I don't know if I see him going the other way either. So it, it, it's interesting to, to see what kind of move they could really make happen. Uh, but I agree with you. If if a move is going to happen, they would have to most likely put somebody on the long-term injury reserve. Yeah, there's just no other way around it. And like you said, <clears throat> trying to send someone back is going to kind of hurt the team. I mean, if Fowler was healthy, yeah, maybe the Vatnin rumor could come back up and you could see that. But now that Fowler's out, I, you know, I don't see anybody on the defense getting sent anywhere, uh, at least like you said, someone that's up there right now. I mean, like you said, it may be Larson or something like that or another minor leaguer on you know forward or, or defense or something of that nature. But the Ducks are in a tough situation right now. I mean – I just, 
unless someone out there knows something that I don't, I can't remember a time, Eddie, that the Ducks have sustained this many injuries and, and of significant amount to key players. I think that's the key. I, I mean, there's been times that we've had the Ducks with a lot of injuries, but we're talking about big-name players. We're talking about Lindholm, Botnan, Kessler, Fowler, Eves, Getzloff. I mean, <laughs> you're talking about, you know, some that are all-stars, you know? I mean, it's just crazy that this team has had to deal with all this right now and they're going to have to push forward. They're going to have to carry on without Eves and Fowler, and they're going to have to keep going. Um, like we said, Lindholm and Kessler are going to be back, so that you know that's going to help. And uh, the bottom forwards are going to have to—they're going to have to generate some kind of offense, Eddie, because I, I just don't see a, a trade coming soon, uh, unless all of a sudden we see Eves and Fowler both on the LTR. Then my ears would perk up and go, "Okay, something's going on here," because you're talking about seven million on the LTR. Um, and that would certainly make enough room uh, for a significant player. But, of course, you know, getting those guys back and then uh, the trade deadline would obviously facilitate another move. So, I, you know, who knows if that would happen. But that's really the situation where we're at, Eddie. Yeah, and, and it's just crazy. I mean, at, at one point this season, you had both your top two centers, your top three defensemen, and a top six winger all out of the lineup at the same time. Uh, I mean, it's insane. And, and like you mentioned earlier, the Ducks are leading the league in man games lost, and it's not you know, it's not to guys that aren't impacting the lineup. You know, these are significant players that have a huge impact on your success who are out of the lineup. And and honestly, I'm surprised the Ducks are where they are. I'm surprised they're a 500 team right now with, with the injuries we've had. I mean, we knew coming into the season Kessler would be out. We knew that Lindholm and Vontan would be out. And then all of a sudden, Getzlaff's only played two games this season. And Eves has only played two games this season. And now he's out for the long term. And now Fowler's out. And, and, and Miller's out for back. Up and, and Gibson gets hurt halfway through a game and, 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 and obviously ends up coming and playing the next game. And then you have Kasha who gets hurt and, and just came back last game. I mean, it just continues every game. It seems like somebody new is out of the lineup and somebody comes back and somebody else goes out. Um, it's just ridiculous the amount of injuries the Ducks have this season and the amount of injuries that they've had to key players is, is what's amazing to me. Yeah, I mean, even Eve's whole thing. It's like, what the heck is that? And I saw the tweet. I'm like, I got to Google. What, what, like, what is that? I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, I, I was just like, you know, I don't want to even say what I said because it's, you know, not PG rated because I was really upset for him personally. And, you know, once I figured out what it was and I looked it up, you know, um, and, and, and then, you know, you're more upset, like you said, because just the snowball effect of all the other stuff leading up before Eves. So then it gets you even more riled up. So the Ducks are going to have to carry on, and that's what they'll do. I mean, they're, like you said, 500 team. They're in the middle of the division. Um, I still think this is a playoff team. Uh, you know, I know a lot of fans are concerned, a lot of questions about the injuries. Uh, we had Melissa ask, you know, when are we going to see them all healthy? Well, we're probably never going to see that, um, at least anytime soon with Eves out. Um, you know, we may, may see most of the team come back. I would say by Christmas, you know, knock on wood, we have everybody back. Um, you know, uh, Eves and Fowler will be the big question marks, but maybe we get everybody else by, you know, Christmas would kind of be our Christmas wish, Eddie, that <laughs> the ducks get healthy and we get most of these guys back, but that's kind of where we're at. Um, yeah, someone else asked about Kessler. There's no real update on Kessler. Haven't heard much about him. Um, you know, other than he had his hip surgery and he's recovering from that. Uh, there's, there hasn't been a whole lot, um, you know, new on that. Um, 
trying to look at some of the other questions we have here, you know, uh, Derek made a comment, you know, will these injuries stop? I mean, and that's the thing you and I are just every day. You're just like, you know, what, what next basically? Um, but I think the biggest thing is um, <clears throat> what we do going forward, and that's what Justin asked. And this team, I, I think the biggest thing, Eddie, like you and I talked about, they're going to have to get the power play going. They're going to have to get the secondary scoring going. And the star players that are in the lineup are going to have to do something. I, I really think those are the biggest you know, things with this team is, is they need more offense from all over the place. And if they can get the power play going, then uh, they'd be in a much better shape. Yeah, and it's really just sparking the offense. I mean, it's easy to say that this team probably wouldn't be a 500 team right now if it wasn't for the play of John Gibson to start the season. Uh, I mean, and that's 100% correct. I mean, he's been their best player. Uh, but they've got to start giving him some some support. I mean, other than the game against Montreal, he hasn't had a ton of support offensively from this team so far this season. The Ducks are sitting in, in the bottom, uh, well, yeah, pretty much in the bottom of the league in goals per game. And, and like you said, that starts up top with the Ducks' best players. Uh, hopefully, Ryan Getzlaff coming back is going to get that, that going in the right direction. Um, you know, he's the, the key contributor to the Ducks' offense. Um, when it comes to the power play, five on five, anything, he he's the guy that it all centers around, and and hopefully, I don't know if we're gonna all see them on the line together, but Perry and Raquel have to get going, and and whether that starts with them being on a line together with Ryan Getzloff, or if they're on separate lines, something's got to get them going because those are two key players to the Ducks' offense, and then again, you look at at Silverberg as well, who's got to get things going. And then continuing to get offense from the bottom six when these guys start going is going to be important for the Ducks as well. Obviously, Coglano started very well. We've we've seen uh, spurts from Andre Kasha, Derek Grant, Chris Wagner. You know when when Getzlaff, Perry, and Raquel get going, I, these guys have to continue to, to play at the level they are now if the Ducks offense is going to climb back in, into the top half of of the league. Yeah, that kind of leads into another fan question we had, Eddie, from uh, Michael. He asks, you know, it's early in the season, but do you think the Ducks get in first place in the Pacific? Uh, he also mentions how the Vegas is playing. Obviously, they started the season pretty well. Um, you know, what do you think? Where do you think the Ducks, I mean, you know, there's so much going on and it's changing, it seems like, every other day. But what do you think about the Ducks, you know, obviously given all this recent news with Fowler and Eves? Um, you know, I don't know. You know, I think it goes back to that question and when do we think everybody's going to be healthy? And I think that kind of answers the question there is is this team isn't going to be able to compete until they're 100% healthy. And whether that's at Christmas, whether that's early January, whether that's into February, you know, that kind of depends on where they're going to finish in the Pacific Division. And, you know, you you look at the teams leading it right now, the Ducks are a little bit lucky that teams like Edmonton and San Jose have both struggled to start the season as well. Um, because if Edmonton was a team right now that was 6-0-1, you would say, well, it's going to be very hard to, to pick up 10 points on the Edmonton Oilers and really catch them throughout the rest of the season. But, you know, Edmonton's actually doing worse than the Ducks right now. The Sharks have just lately started to turn things around. And, and surprisingly, the team leading the Pacific Division right now is the LA Kings, and right behind them, uh, are the Vegas Golden Knights, which I, I don't see it being sustainable as for Vegas, but who knows that, you know, you, the Ducks right now are five points behind them, so they're going to have to make up some room there. So, you know, unless everybody can get back healthy sooner rather than later, I don't see the Ducks winning the Pacific Division. 
Um, I still think even with everybody healthy, they need to, to pick up another goal scorer. Most likely that would be at the deadline. I don't see any move for Galchenyuk happening, at least right now, or this early into the season. Um, but you got to look at the way the LA Kings have played this year as well. They, they've finally been able to score some goals. Dustin Brown um, has picked up his plays. Yeah. He's almost reborn, it seems like, on, on a yep. line with Anze Kopitar, and he's been one of the best players in the NHL to start the season. So, you know, it's going to be hard to, to catch them the way they're playing. Jonathan Quick is, is, is back to the old Jonathan Quick. Drew Jowdy started the season strong. So, you know, here come the Kings. They, they look like the team that won the Stanley Cup way back. So, uh, I mean, it, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I don't – I mean, we talked about this in the off season too, about, you know, the Ducks, oh, we're going to get another, you know, Pacific Division uh, title and, you know, how they seem to win it every year, even under crazy circumstances. And – a, I don't think it's going to happen, and B, I don't really care if it's going to happen. I mean, I'm more worried about this team getting healthy on a personal level and for the team. I mean, I, I think, like you said, the Kings haven't lost in regulation yet. Um, they're up there. Vegas has only lost once in regulation. Will Vegas hold? I don't know. We'll see. And then you've got Vancouver and Calgary just barely ahead of Anaheim. So I, I think there's a chance that the Ducks can definitely get third. Um if they get healthier sooner than later, as you mentioned, they can push to second. But I think that's what we're looking at. I think we're looking at a second or third place finish. Um, San Jose's not been doing too great. Arizona, as we suspected, wouldn't be doing well. And surprisingly, Edmonton, uh, for whatever reason, they're they're down at the bottom. They haven't quite, you know, put things together. Um, even with their, you know, bazillion dollar all star <laughs> that they decided to pay him, you know, which I'm not saying it's not worth that money, but you know, they put all that money in there and. And it's just, you know, they're just not putting it together. So I think there's a good chance the Ducks get third. And if, if you know, God help us, we don't get any more crazy injuries um, that they could push for second. But I, I just don't see him getting first, Eddie. But I'm not concerned about that. I, I rather let's just get everybody back, have a good second half of the season, uh, you know, go in there hard charging. Uh, we've seen teams do it, i.e. the Kings, you know, go into the playoffs as, you know, the six, seven, eight seed and then, you know, run with it. So, that's what I'm kind of hoping will happen with Anaheim. Yeah, and, and I also think it's really too early for this question. Uh, I mean, we're right. seven games into the season. Uh, I mean, anything can change. You've seen teams last year go on 10, 15-game winning streaks uh, and completely change the landscape of the division. Uh, you could, Who knows? In the, after tonight, the, the, the Kings could lose their next six games. Uh, and then they're not in first anymore. The Ducks could go on a five-game winning streak. You know, you never know. The, the, the landscape of this division can change it in two weeks. Um, so I think it, it it's hard to answer that question right now. Um, you know, we would like the Ducks to be 100% healthy, and, and that would help us kind of analyze the way they're playing right now, but they're not. And, you know, you it, it's hard to look at other teams, and, and especially, I mean, the Golden Knights were mentioned. It's hard to look at them now at 6-1, and one. And at the roster they have and the injuries they have as well, especially in net, and say that yes. they're going to be able to sustain that and finish near the top of, of the division. I mean, it's been a great story. I mean, for a franchise, uh, sorry, for an expansion team to start six and one, um, it, it's it's amazing. It, it's it's history. But are they going to sustain that? I don't think so. I think most people don't believe that they're going to finish in a playoff spot. So it's very hard to judge seven games into the season if the Ducks are going to win a Pacific Division title. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is. It is early, but 
um, you know, as we do, we'll go each week, week by week and see how it goes. Um, I guess some good news is, or at least we hope, Eddie, is this upcoming road trip. The Ducks have four games that are going to play Philadelphia, Florida, Tampa Bay, and Carolina. Uh, three of the four teams have not been doing too well. I mean, uh, Philadelphia did beat the Ducks in overtime earlier in the season. Uh, Florida and Carolina are struggling. So the Ducks should, you know, knock on wood, should hopefully be able to, you know, win or at least get points in three out of these four games. Uh, Tampa Bay has been unreal. I mean, you know, they just blew the heck out of Pittsburgh the other night, so they've been on a roll uh, as well. So that that one's going to be the toughest one on this road trip. Uh, what do you think about the Ducks in these uh, four games coming up on this East Coast road trip? Yeah, I mean, obviously the the, the game we're all looking at is, is Tampa Bay, and then that's going to be the most difficult game. I mean, the way they're playing this season, specifically Stamkos and Kucherov and, and that top line, has been unbelievable to start the season, and they've been really getting points, and, and they've been getting good play from everybody. I mean, Vasilevsky has has been unbelievable for them. He's seven and one to start the season. Uh, like I said, Kucherov has sixteen points. Demkos has eighteen points, both in nine games. Uh, I mean, they've been the best line and the best team uh, in the NHL so far. So that's going to be a very difficult game. Um, and and I, I do think this game um, at Philadelphia tomorrow is going to be tough. Uh, Philly has been surprisingly good this season as well. I mean, they're 5-3. and three. Um, They're getting some, some quality goaltending lately from Michael Neuwirth. Uh, and that top line of Couturier, Giroux, who's now playing left wing, and, and Voracek has been very good. And then you've got guys like Simmons who are, continue to produce as well. So that's going to be a tough matchup. And, and then the other two games, I think those are games, like you said, that, that you would consider hopefully to be must-wins. Um, you know, Carolina and Florida on their night can surprise you, but I think they're two teams that the Ducks would have to look to beat. Um, and, you know, if they can come out, again, being 5-5-1 five, five, and one with the injuries that they've had, so far, I, I think that would be a productive road trip. Uh, I mean, you always look to at least go 500 on the road, and, and if they can do that, I think that would be productive. Yeah, and you mentioned going 500, which the Ducks are now. <clears throat> I'm kind of looking, um, you know, in tempering expectations right now, obviously with all this stuff going on. I'm, I'm hoping that they're, you know, 500 going through November too. I mean, it's just I know it's a little bit out there, and, and it's not, you know, what you want to hear. You would like to see them, you know, uh, be killing it but the other thing to look at too eddie and we talked about this a few times before is the ducks have had slow starts in a couple seasons you know they didn't really pick up things towards the holidays and you know at least this team with all this craziness going on right all this 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 negative injury news unfortunately because that's that's what it is you do have to look at this team and you have to think they're still hanging in there and if they can hang in there for another month and get most of these players back and then turn it on around the holidays again, you know, the Ducks can be in a good spot. Um, you know, it's a little dark dark days right now, unfortunately. And, and, and of course, bad news came out right before we did the show, unfortunately. But I, I still have faith in this team. I'm still not going to get down on them. Uh, there's still good young talent coming out of San Diego helping out. Um, you know, like we said, we're getting some players back on this road trip. So I, I think the Ducks are still going to be able to forge forth. And uh, I, I look for them to still win some games. You know, going through this road trip in the next month, Eddie, and then, you know, get everybody back as much as possible, um, like we talked about, and then just go from there. Yeah. And you have to look at this team when they're 100% healthy. They do have one of the best blue lines in the NHL. And, you know, when you have Lindholm, Vatten, and Fowler, Montour, and Manson all playing in, in the same lineup, you know, that's a formidable 
uh, five of your six defensemen, and really doesn't matter who you plug into that six spot. Those five guys are going to carry the play and, and drive offense. And, and then once you have a guy like Ryan Kessler back, who's invaluable to this team, you know you can send him out against anybody's top line, and and almost every night he can and do a good job of shutting that line down. And then that frees up the offense. We talked about this endlessly last year. How Kessler's play. It frees up uh, Getzlaff and Perry and, and Raquel uh, to contribute offensively, and it, and it creates nightmares for other teams to match up against. You know, it'll be great to it'll, it'll, it'll be great to have him back into the lineup, and, and then if guys like Kasha uh, and and Wagner and, and Grant and them can continue to, to obviously they're not going to produce at the same level, but if they can contrib- continue to contribute to offense, you know, it, it's definitely going to help the Ducks, and and you know you have to look at Patrick Eves as well. Hopefully, like we said before, you know. The recovery time is weeks and not months or years, but we really don't know at this point. But it'll be great to have him back, especially if the Ducks are going to make a late push uh, to get into the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, another point you kind of touched on in there too is, uh, you know, obviously you don't want these players to be hurt and be out, but obviously some younger guys are getting some chances here, especially on the you know the forwards and whatnot. So. It's a good time to look at that. I mean, you look at Wagner and what he's been doing. You look at Grant, uh, how he's played. You know, Rasmussen's been in there as well. Um, Kase and Richie are probably going to get more ice time too. So you do get to see some of these younger guys step up, and they're going to have to mature and grow up a little bit sooner, um, which I think they can do. So, you know, there is still some positive stuff to come out of it. It is going to be a little rough, I'd say, for the next month or so. Um, But, you know, we just hope that these players um, get healthy and, and the Ducks carry on from there. So um, we're going to wrap up the show here. You know, we are going to have some watch parties coming up, uh, trying to get some dates ironed out. So we'll be posting those in a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the other thing um, that was that was nice, too, is the Ducks had a law enforcement appreciation night um, when they played Montreal. The Ducks are doing a few of these throughout the season. They're going to uh, honor the firefighters as well. And they're also going to honor military, which, I mean, they do do that each game, but they're going to have another night um, you know, dedicated to that. So hats off to the Ducks for doing those things. And um, with that, we'll uh, come back probably after this road trip. And let's go Ducks. Ducks.